0: This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 978. When can you use a
1: cliché and how can you introduce it? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast downloaded more than 50 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan. Clichés are idioms that are overused and unoriginal, but how can you know when it's okay to use them? And what can you say to warn someone that you know it's a cliché? Find out today. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? Hey, Michelle, not too bad at
0: all. How about you? I'm good. I'm good here on this uh
1: Monday. Yeah, and um, it's Monday yeah. and and we're getting ready for our Urban Immersion Adventure <gasps> in a couple that's, of weeks in New York, Michelle. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I am getting so excited about that. It's going to be amazing. We've got all the plans prepared for our yes. students. They're flying in and I just can't wait to meet our students, our listeners and bring them through this intensive weekend. Oh,
0: yeah, it is going to be so much fun. Um, I'm just I'm really excited to have everybody in New York. Like I'm excited to show everyone around and give you a cool
1: experience. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So what are we talking about today?
0: Well, today we are talking about well, I have a question. Do you do you think that you speak in a lot of cliches?
1: Oh, geez, I don't. I think I do. Well, I know when I've said a cliche, like when I'm saying it, I I roll my eyes internally, <laughs> like at myself. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, I'm like, oh, picture. why did I just say that? That sounded silly. Um, I think I use them um, not any more than the average person, but sometimes I do. Unfortunately, I slip. Mm, yeah, I mean, so a couple weeks
0: ago, we did, uh we talked about the cliche, the dog ate my homework. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. So that's like a cliche. That's like, you know, I mean, well, first of all, a cliche is I have the dictionary, a dictionary definition, if you want to read it, Lindsay.
1: Yeah, this is important. So let's lay down the the definition. Yeah, of let's cliche get to that first, right? Because there could be some confusion between idiom and cliche. So, guys, the dictionary definition of a cliche is a phrase or opinion that is overused and betrays a lack of original thought. Mm. I think that's the important piece. It betrays a lack of original thought, and this happens a lot in writing too. Like if you turn oh, in an yeah. essay with cliches, uh, like in college, your t- professor will mark it up and will say, "Oh, this is." the cliche, find a way to say this more in a more original way.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, right. Because you're not showing your original thought right there. Mm -hmm. There are always ways to put things into your own words. And that's really important, like you said, especially in writing.
1: Yeah, but it's so hard because it's kind of how it's hard to know whether maybe for our listeners, this is where we want to try to aspire to be, to be at that point in fluency, guys, where you know, when you've just used a cliche versus you've just used a cool idiom and it was a fun Mm. use of it and it was innovative and interesting.
0: Right. Yeah. Ooh, this is really important. Yeah. And like, guys, once you kind of can get more comfortable with this and realizing, you know, when you learn idioms, what's appropriate, what's what's kind of a cheesy idiom that we don't really say, but it's good to know, like knowing this, this is going to really get you to that
1: next level. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this is an episode that's going to inspire you guys to get better, get more fluent and connect more. I love that.
0: So cool. Right. Right. So, guys, so this is if you want to go over and listen to the one about the dog ate my homework. That's episode 972. Okay. Mm -hmm, Interesting. Interesting. Okay, great. All right. So let's get into it. So yeah, as you mentioned, Lindsay, I think a lot of times like, you know, and I was researching a little bit about this, that, you know, cliches in writing are really yes. kind of looked down upon.
1: Oh, yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Because when you're yeah. writing, you're supposed to be creating value, right? right. Uh, you're supposed to be creating something new, not regurgitating what other people have said.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's, it's all about what you're saying and your unique viewpoint. And rather than just saying, Oh, okay, the dog ate my homework. <laughs> I don't know, just a, yeah, an example, an example. Yeah. So today, I mean, but well, what do you think about with speaking?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just, so I wanted to kind of wrap my head around this, Michelle. So I just looked up really quickly. I'm sure you had a few of these too to share, but I'm just going to throw out a couple just so I can wrap my head around what we're talking about here. Just, is that okay? If I throw out a few that I just found online. Of course. So cliches like this phrase, all that glitters isn't gold. Like saying that in a, in a conversation is a little bit cliche. It is also an idiom. Right, yeah. but it's it's not an original way to express what you're saying, right? Or right. this phrase "all for one and one for all." What does that even mean? I don't- <laughs> it's
0: like,
1: yeah, good question. It's like, oh, we're all together, right? I don't know. Right, it's right, like a, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so your question is like, do I, w- w- What was your question? Actually, sorry, I got a little bit sidetracked. Do uh, I use cliches? What
0: was my question? Uh, what, uh, oh, 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 my question was, what do you think about, uh, when it comes to speaking? At work. Okay.
1: Speaking. Well, like I said, I think it is, it's a tough one. Like we can't, it's, this episode is like, we can't give you direct answers, guys. Yes, don't use them or no, you know, I, I don't know. It just depends on what I'm saying. Like, like I said, I know when I've said a cliche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I know when I'm you I'm creating something new in my language like I'm being creative so it really mm-hmm. depends on the situation Michelle
0: oh yeah I completely agree so guys today we are going to talk about um I found a, a really interesting article um so this is from fastcompany.com mm-hmm. and it's by Annette Grant mm-hmm. um and the it's called when to go ahead and use a cliche in your talk and when not to interesting Mm. So this is, you know, it's talking a lot about like kind of like work and presentations and things like that. But I I, I mean, um, uh, yeah, it seems like it can be used for a variety of situations, right? So I think this could go really for any speaking occasion.
1: Yeah, I love it. Okay, so when is it okay to actually use a cliche and when is it not? Cool. Okay,
0: so if it's inclusive,
1: if mm. everyone knows what it means, you can use it. Okay, okay. So we're talking about Annette's talking about in terms of being understood, like, when is it okay, in terms of making sure you're clear, and you're understood? If everyone's gonna understand it, everyone's gonna say, Oh, yeah, I remember that phrase. I know exactly what that means. Right,
0: right, right. And like, you can tell me if you agree or disagree with that. Um, Because I think it's interesting, because some of them people all do understand it, but it's still like a cliche. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think she's probably talking more about just being understood, like creating an effective presentation. But there's Mm -hmm. still something to the idea of like, oh, I just said a cliche. It didn't sound very innovative. It didn't sound very interesting. Like if you're someone who speaks in cliches all the time, it's like you have nothing new to add. Mm,
0: right, right, right. That's true. That's true. So the next one is if it's, if it's exclusive, and this one talked about cultural reasons, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. Um, Or if it's exclusive for like cultural reasons or linguistics, they say, don't use it.
1: Yeah. So she's talking about like, for example, to make a presentation at work or something, because they're yeah. not people are not going to understand you if everyone's from a different culture. And the cliche is like very cultural. Right. Very, um, mm. very culturally based. I wish we had an example of a cultural cliche. Mm. Mm. I mean, a lot of them I'll are. I have to find
0: some. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are, but like the dog, like the dog ate my homework. I mean, yeah. I think that that's like a specific thing that from people's childhood. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe in other cultures, they have this. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Like, you know, if, if you've heard of this before, but you know, if you're making that They're as a joke, co- exactly. people may not know what that means.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're all cultural. You're right. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, here's a couple. All's well that ends well. I mean, that's, that's, you know, saying that, that's a phrase and we know it. All's well. What does that mean, Michelle? All's well that ends well.
0: It's everything goes okay if in the end it turns out okay.
1: Yeah, like mm-hmm. we know it. And so it's almost like an eye roller if we say it. It's like, it's, it's, it's in our culture. It's in our stories. So if you go ahead and say that instead of saying, oh, it turned out okay in the end, right? Right. Then it's not very innovative, it's not very original. Right.
0: Right. I don't know. There was something about this one about, you know, if it's exclusive for cultural reasons, don't use it that I don't know, I guess as an ESL teacher and you know what we do, it like bothered me just a little bit. I understand it. But I'm always looking at things as like learning opportunities. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think, oh, like, I I don't know. I feel like for our listeners, they wouldn't want people to avoid things because you guys are looking to learn. So if we're like, oh, well, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think what she's trying to say is just like, how, like, let's imagine we're in a, a negotiation yeah. and we're trying to actually get something done at work, right? Yeah. Then if you're off using these cliches and you're assuming someone's knowing them, but they didn't grow that's up true. in the States, then you might get nowhere.
0: <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. I guess. I, yeah, that's true. That's true. You want to really think about being able to get things done, right? Yeah, sure. Okay.
1: Guys, would you like to find out what the seven simple secrets to connection in English are? These are the only things that you need to focus on to finally start connecting fluently with natives. Go to earsenglish.com forward slash secrets to get your free video lesson now. earsenglish.com forward slash s-e-c-r-e-t-s. Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
0: The third one
1: is what, Lindsay? Okay, so the third one is if it paints a picture, if it really helps your audience to visualize something, then you can use it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that's what we try to get our listeners to do on the show all the time is paint a picture, create a visual, right? Make it easy for people to get on board with what you're saying.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and the, and, and I think th- is this the last one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And the last one is if it dates you, what does that mean if something dates you? Oh,
1: yeah. Well, if it dates you, if it's an older cliche, if it shows your age, um, right. oh, wow. Yeah. I wish we had an example of this one. Um, for sure. There are some old cliches that my mom would use, um, I, I I don't have one right now, but yeah, for sure, certain cliches would would come out, and they would definitely make it sound like you grew up in the 40s or the 50s, right? Right,
0: right, right. I mean, yeah, definitely. Like there are some. Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, this was dating someone like in the opposite direction, showing how young someone was. Mm. Um, which I guess you can say it, it. I don't know. Usually, dates is for older, but I but I remember I was like with a new friend and, and then she made a reference to a a TV show. She used like a, she used like a, I don't know, conversational thing from a TV show, a reference. Mm -hmm. And I knew the reference, but it also let me know that she was like, much younger than me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I so, mean, yeah. so certain like references, or if you talk about, you know, talking about TV shows or using a cliche from that time, like that can show your age. And so usually, but I we usually think about dating someone is being older.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. cool.
0: Yeah. So if it if it really dates you, you may not want to use it, right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so those are some, you know, ideas of like when you can, and can't use, uh or when you should or shouldn't use a cliche. I mean, mm-hmm. overall, I think that these are pretty good, pretty good tips. Lindsay, what do you think?
1: I think so. I mean, this is a tough episode to grab onto for our listeners. But guys, the point is, don't worry too much about analyzing everything you've learned today. Instead, work. this is like an aspirational episode where you want to work to get to a level of fluency where you know when you've just dropped a cliche and it didn't work, it sounded silly, versus you've just used an idiom in an innovative way. Okay? So there's a difference because these phrases are both idioms and they can be cliches, right?
0: And I so, think, I think so much of this comes back, back to listening. I mean, yeah. to really listening to the TV shows, current TV shows. Yeah. Um, to, to really keeping up with the times and to be able to just, um, listen, have conversations and get as much practice as possible because you will start to be able to f- like naturally feel out these things. And that's what, you know, the goal of this really is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it would be useful, Michelle. As we're finishing up, just to throw out a few more phrases that d- that could be cliches at different times, right? So, okay, d- do you have any? I mean, yeah. Well, let, think- let's let's before we go, also within that,
0: we can say like, if you know you're going to use a cliche, like, what would you do to introduce it, right? Um uh-huh. Because sometimes you do need to use a cliche, but you kind of want to say something like, warning, I know, I know this is a cliche, mm. but I'm going to use it anyway,
1: right? Yeah, so you could say, I know this sounds cliche, but, mm-hmm. right, but, right.
0: and yeah. then say, like, for example, we had that episode about the dog ate my homework, we talked about how that, you know, like, uh things may sound like cheesy, or maybe unreal or something. So like, I know this sounds cliche, but the dog ate my
1: homework, or what else? Ah, uh, so the example you had is you're the most beautiful girl in the world. Yeah, it sounds like a song or something. I think that's a line from a song. Um <laughs> It's a total cliche, right? You wouldn't, it's strange to say that to someone because it's such a cliche.
0: Right. Or I know this sounds cliche, but that's the way the ball bounces.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. All right. And then there's something else we could say when we're about right. to use a cliche. What is it? I know this has been said
0: a million times, but, Mm -hmm. okay, so for example, I know this has been said a million times, but New York is the city that never sleeps.
1: Yeah, so right. So if we just use that, I mean, it's kind of without having this qualifier, it sounds Mm -hmm. like we don't know that we're using a cliche.
0: Right. So if I'm just like, oh, if Lindsay, you come to, you know, when you come to New York in July, if I'm just like, you know oh new- Lindsay, new york is the city that never sleeps it's like okay
1: <laughs> right like Duh. that would just
0: make it yeah like you're like okay like i know like i'm <laughs> you know like so but if i said like oh i know this has been said a million times but new york really is the city that right. never sleeps that you know right. like yeah, yeah, it lets yeah. you know i i i don't think that something you've never heard
1: yeah, I like that. That's a good point, Michelle. That's the point of today's episode. How do you introduce that you're going to say a cliche and recognize that you're aware that you're using it so it doesn't sound like so much of a cliche?
0: Yes. Right, right, right. And the last one is, you've all heard this before, but... Yeah. Uh for example, quality over quantity is so true, and we will start using this philosophy more and more of, uh, at work. Or something like
1: <laughs> okay. that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So wow, what's the takeaway of today's episode, Lindsay? Wow. So it's all about awareness here, guys. Once you get better, you get more fluent in English, you're gonna get you're gonna get here. You're gonna know when you are about to use a cliche. And the phrases we've given you today are a good thing to qualify to put just before you use that cliche so that people don't roll their eyes at you. Right? You don't mm-hmm. want to be kid- like, it's kind of boring talking to someone who's just spitting off cliches, and they don't have the awareness that they're doing that.
0: Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, it just makes it sound like they're not really thinking of ways to be original or unique
1: yeah and but Michelle, it's a good point like don't let this scare you from using idioms. It's just all about diving into the culture right and and getting a lot of input guys watching TV programs, being aware practicing your English with native speakers, but this is something to aspire to. this is a very high level goal for you guys, but you can get there, yeah,
0: oh, you can absolutely get there. just always keep your ears open, listen like who do you want to speak like maybe listen to people who are your, your age, your, you know, like, who, so that you don't use things that date you or listen, you know, like find people that like, oh, you feel like you are like, you know, kind of kind of like that person. And how do they speak, right? You know, um do those kinds of things and just listen up and uh, you'll start to feel it out naturally, I think.
1: Yeah, you got it, Michelle. Well, this has been a good topic, a tricky topic, but a good one as our listeners are getting better and better and they're listening every day. They are going to need these tools, these high level tools. So love it. For sure.
0: All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. And thanks, Lindsay, for hanging out.
1: All right. Talk to you soon, Michelle. Take care.
0: All right. Bye.